Welcome to the Corporate Treasury 101 podcast. This is the third and final part of our full episode with Sloan Cold from Data Rails, where we learn more about Data Rails, its applications for treasurers, and the future of AI developments at Data Rails. In the episode of today, expect to learn Data Rails and its offerings for treasury departments. How does Data Rails incorporate AI into its solutions, especially for cash flow forecasting? What future developments in AI slow the forces that could further transform treasury operations? How can treasury professionals prepare for these future changes and developments? And like always, much, much more. We were very much looking forward to this series of episodes, as this is the first time we get to talk about FPNA on this very podcast. Financial planning and analysis has lots in common with treasury, but also lots of interdependencies and, of course, synergies. It was really refreshing to explore this with Sloan. We truly hope you will enjoy the episode. If that is the case, and when you figure about how you found our podcast, chances are that it was through word of mouth, social media, or a recommendation from your favorite podcast platform. And this is our only request to you. Please leave a review on your favorite podcast platform if you enjoyed the episode, of course. It only takes five seconds. We'll help other people learn more about Treasury, and this will mean the world to us. On another other note, this episode is brought to you by Automation Boutique. Automation Boutique is empowering treasury, finance, and risk management with tailored automation solutions. They believe treasury and finance can lead your organization strategically, drive innovation, and provide key insights. We partnered with Automation Boutique as we really like their approach to innovation and how they help the treasury industry. For this specific partnership, they came up with an automation scan that can help you see if there are automation opportunities in your internal processes. It is totally free, non-intrusive, and only takes about 10 minutes. If you want to have a look, head to the link in the description or head to automationboutique.com slash corporate treasury 101. With all that being said, please welcome Sloan Colt. So you, amazing, yeah, indeed. Like people's giggle. I think I like what you said about um, giving people the assurance that they're not going to be replaced with AI, but also helping them upskill right around it. So someone is just trained in in data entry, get them some do yeah. something interesting, meaning help train them into a role that perhaps um, can't be as automated as easily, or, or is yet to be automated. Let's say. Mm-hmm. That, that cycle has been running for the last, since the industrial revolution, right? So that, that makes complete sense. Uh, what about like, and again, the, the people listening are treasurers, right? Treasurers are quite practical people and, and risk adverse people in general. Uh, what's the right, like practical tips in terms of, I don't know, infrastructure, data flow, data pipeline, like what if, what, like any old company can't just come in and jump right to the top of your technology roadmap and just go implement AI, right? You need to have at least maybe be off of Excel? Is that, uh, is that is that a good place to start that your treasury shouldn't be in Excel anymore for us? And it should be in some sort of structured uh, database or how would you say it? Depends what you mean by off of Excel. Uh, and as a data rails person, I'm gonna be a little biased here um, because we utilize Excel as a tool, uh, but, but you actually maintain data in your database. Uh, so it's a little, it's a little bit more complex. Uh, I personally love Excel. I think it's a fantastic tool. Um, 
I think first off, the first rule, this is true of any implementation. It's extra true when it comes to AI, garbage in, garbage out. If you are having a computer look through your data and try to help make decisions and your data's a mess, well, guess what? Your results are gonna be even worse. <laughs> so make sure, and this is, I think uh, it's true always, you wanna have good data hygiene, you wanna make sure you have good processes in place, Implementing some implementing AI is not a magic bullet to fix your data issues. Uh, if you haven't figured out as an organization how to do that, focus on that first. Focus on that first before you do anything anyway. Um, so make sure that you have good data to work with, period. Um, yeah, so I think there's a, first off, I can't speak to specific treasury tools. Me, I've never used them aside from evaluating uh, like automated bank reconciliation via SAP S4. Aside from that, and that's only one small piece. So I, I don't have the expertise to talk about treasury tools specifically. However, what I can say outside of data rails, right? You can't use data rails for treasury. So if you utilize a platform, and I'll, I'll talk uh, within the, the realm of data rails, but what you would need before data rails, right? So um, anybody needs to have an ARP Right, you need to have some way to gather data. Uh, I don't think you need, I, I would say the more data you have, the more useful AI is for you, right? Because at a certain day, if you only have a few transactions, you know, everything you need to make the, the pros and cons as to whether it's worth it for your business, um, whether it'll actually enhance your business. The bigger your business, the more likely the answer is yes. Uh, and if you just have, you know, a very, very, very small business, you know, a million dollars a year, you're probably okay skipping it, although you, I'm sure you can still find utility in it. Um, you need to make sure that you have right, good data hygiene. You need to make sure that you have uh, a way, you know, accurate ways to measure your data. You have good uh, visibility into your AR, your AP, especially for treasury, right? Uh, and your your capital, you know, planning, all of that. Um, and then after that. You can use tools like data rails. Uh, there are other tools out there. Again, I'm not as familiar from a treasury perspective, so I don't want to comment there. Um, but basically where you can start databasing your information, being able to pull your information for long periods of time so that you can actually start building those patterns. Um, and if you do also, again, if you have, for example, if you wanted to do the, the chat bot on your policies, right? You have to actually have the corpus of your policies first to be able to, to work with that. Uh, but being able to have access to your data uh, and, and also sometimes uh, the smaller your business, right? The more likely you are to have a, a tool like an ERP that doesn't connect to anything. You know, again, you have to make those decisions. Do you upgrade your ERP so that you can get access to your data uh, and, you know, get it out of that system? Are you using a proprietary system that, you know, for whatever reason, the programmers didn't program it and they're not here anymore and we don't know how to deal with it. You got to make those kinds of decisions for your business because you, you want to look forward, right, and make those plans. Um, if you do use a tool like Data Rails, you can take what's flowing out in your ERP. And if you have other, even if you have models that you're using in Treasury, you can database what's happening in those models so that you can pull them when you look at other models and you make comparisons and do all sorts of really, really cool things. Um, again, I'm super biased when it comes to Data Rails. Um, but it's a really, really cool tool that would help uh, anybody in FP&A or, or Treasury be able to make better models. You can pull your actuals in very, very easily. 
uh, and from there you can start doing uh, some, you know, some different analysis. Um, it is important to say that for data rails, the predictive analytics, which I've talked about so much on this episode, are uh, upcoming. They're not in our current tool um, because we want to make sure we get it right. We, we feel very strongly about that. We're all, all like finance people, so the numbers being you know reliable, very important to us. Uh, so it's something that is on our product roadmap, um, but not in the current AI tool set that we allow customers access to currently. Um, but yeah, make sure your data is great. Make sure you have a system that you actually can connect to it. And then I'll have to actually defer to, to, to you both on what actually else there could be from a treasury perspective. Um, for me, I just see data, right? So you need to pull in all of the different places that you might. Uh, having access to your bank statements is actually probably a good thing. Uh, which, by the way, if you don't have electronic bank statements, probably utilize computer vision if you have a bank for whatever reason that doesn't want to uh, cooperate with you there. You have to determine whether the bank's worth your buck, how many bank accounts you have, all that kind of thing, how many transactions you have. Um, but those are the kinds of decisions you should take before you implement AR. Super interesting. Thank you so much. Um, I think you've already started going into this one, but take us into what Data Rails does exactly. Like, what is Data Rails? What is their offering? And, and perhaps, I understand perhaps it's got quite a big uh, FP&E uh, swing on it, but we do know treasurers using it for treasury departments also. That's kind of how we got interested in your tool through a treasurer. So how can FP, uh, Data Rails be used for treasury departments? Listen, how many, how many people listening use Excel to model things out? Okay, yeah. You might use other tools to model things out as well. Excel, maximum Power BI. <laughs> so you're using tools to help you generate different models, scenarios, try and understand, make the decisions about what you're going to do with your cash and how you're, how you're whatever, are you going to invest it? Is, does this have the right ROI? Is it, you know, is it, well, not the right ROI, but does it have the right, um, you know, the, the right cash trajectory for you? Um, Excel is a tool that we inherently believe in. Uh, there have been, for many, many years, people have talked about its impending death, and yet here it is. Uh, and the reason is that it's, it's an incredibly versatile, flexible tool. So no matter what your business is, Excel can work with your business because guess what? It can be whatever you want it to be. Uh, it's a beautiful, beautiful thing. Now, DataRails basically takes, uh, and we can integrate with systems if you had ERPs or you know, other, other systems that you're utilizing, we can integrate with those systems. We can also use manual uploads of data. And we basically bring it into our data rail system where we can uh, systematize things like uh, data manipulations, your ETL processes, and make sure that whatever your data set needs to look like, at the end of the day, you have a clean database that you can then use to query uh, and using data rails. We have a we have an Excel add-in where you can access things via formula. You can build all sorts of crazy, amazing models. Um, I have had conversations with, with customers that are, you know, just getting access to data rails and you know, like the, the twinkling in their eyes starts happening when they're like, oh, I could model that out. That's so cool. Um, so basically you're you're able to have the power of the database right within your Excel file. Uh, without it creating like a huge, like uh, if anybody's used Hyperion in the past, uh, I don't know how often that pops up in Treasury, you end up with a huge data set in your Excel file and it's super great, but your Excel file takes about five years to run. 
Um, so instead of that, you actually have direct access to your data rails and database via the formulas, tables. Um, we also have a web environment where you can do dashboards. You can, you know, think about scenario analysis. Um, we also have AI tools, uh, including uh, RFP and a Genius, which is where you can, uh, as I alluded to earlier, you can ask the genius questions, right? So, you know, how, how did my, I guess you could say, like, how, how's my cash trending this year? And, and other questions where it's going to pop up and give you uh, a graphical explanation as well as a textual explanation. Um, and you'll get that answer very, very quickly, much faster than I think even the fastest Excel gurus could do it, though I haven't tested that out yet. <laughs> it's, it's a really, really cool tool. I, of course, am an extremely, extremely, extremely biased. So take it all for <laughs> someone who, who's very prejudiced towards data rails. Um, I really like working with it because it allows me the flexibility and freedom to model as I like while still having access to my data and not creating crazy Excel sheets that crash every six seconds. Uh, so that that's my piece. And I actually do think from a treasury perspective, uh, because you do model so often, utilizing that prior history of data uh, actually would be very, very useful for most treasury. I'm actually to touch upon some of the points you mentioned um, really related to treasury like have visibility on your cash. Typically, that's you mentioned electronic bank statements earlier. That's typically something you could, let's say, extract in a CSV format, put it in an Excel database, and then create models around these having proper um, cash positioning visualization tools. And then you can extend it to cash flow forecasting, right? And here goes the AI aspect of it when you can leverage what you have been doing in your Excel models and like powered by the terminals and then input some type of AI uh, intelligence there and just make sure to have a proper cash flow forecasting tool that is not only predictive, but also enabled and powered by AI. Super interesting. So um, is there any any other future developments in AI that you foresee um, that can further transform treasury operations and maybe making the link with data rails developments? Are you working on some stuff that could be coming Without revealing any sensitive information, I see. Uh, <laughs> I see that might be a sensitive topic, but like in general, like make us dream. What what could be the application of AI in the future? Um, maybe starting from this point of data rails and then expanding it to sure. expanding it further. Well, so as I alluded to earlier, data rails is going to be adding predictive analytics functionality uh, as well as a lot of like very accessible what if analysis, which actually would be I think very relevant to on treasury. Stress test. I don't know. Yeah. What, if, what, if we, what if we changed our payment terms? Like, mm -hmm. what does that look like, right? If all other things are equal, um, being able to get quick answers like that without having to, you know, spend too much time on it, I think is, is going to be uh, pretty awesome. Um, so those are things that are going to be coming uh, to data rails in the near future. Um, outside of data rails, overall developments in AI, I think my suspicion on what is going to be Next, that will be the most game changing. I would, I should put a bet with this on someone somewhere. Um, autonomous agents. I don't know how much you've talked about that with your listeners. I personally see that as the future of AI. Um, and autonomous agents are basically uh, where you have the, an AI agent, right? And they, you know, you sort of give it a task 
And then it goes and figures out all the other tasks it needs to do to figure out how to complete that task. So you can say, hey, I, you know, I want to research blah, 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 blah. You know, and it's going to be like, okay, so I know I have to, so here's the first step. It breaks it up into different steps and says, okay, so I have to research, you know, part X first and understand that. And once I understand that, then I can do this and that's this and then this and then this. Um, we do have autonomous agent tools right now. The jury so far says that they're not very good. Um, but I think that that's the most interesting application that I can think of because it opens up an entire world of AI. I'm going to say, I want to say decision-making, but it's not quite decision-making. Um, I am not in the camp that thinks that, well, I don't know. This is like an interesting, we could get a very theoretical debate about the sentience or not of AI and whether that's possible. Um, but I think they're the, the future of AI uh, is going to be about these agents because it is going to be about doing complex tasks and wider, more general tasks than what we have today, which is very, you know, you can get good answers, but you have to be very, very specific about what you're looking for. Um, it's, it's narrow. It's not a, it's not a one, you know, one look at it. Um, that's my suspicion on where the, the next developments, the next big developments in AI are going to come from. So good. Yeah, I think uh, autonomous agents are an interesting one. Um, I think, yeah, there's a there's trust element still remains with them a little bit, right? To let uh, let an AI go off and make its own decisions and, and everything like that is a bit... starts sounding a bit Terminator-y, so... It's, uh... <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I, think, I think there are serious uh, ethical concerns and guardrails that we all need to think about. Um, I think that in the basic format, autonomous agents are probably not anywhere near the, the Terminator, you know, view of, of AI. Um, but it doesn't mean that, you know, in the near future, I don't want to say in the future. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You see what Boston <laughs> Dynamics is doing? Like, you know, you merge that with that and then, you know, Sarah oh. Parker is under threat again. So like it's, uh, it's, uh, so, <laughs> Sarah Connor, no? Sarah Connor. <laughs> Hey, slow this one. I mean, those uh, in all reality, though, you are going to see robotics. And I mean, it, first of all, Boston Dynamics is using very sophisticated AI already. Yeah. That is how yeah. the robots are doing what they do. They're combining the, the the robotic, <laughs> the mechanical engineering, and and the robotics pieces of it, uh, and electrical engineering alongside software that is making decisions about how to stay stable when getting knocked over and how to do a flip and all of this stuff. Um, Boston Dynamics. <laughs> Maybe less relevant to AI, uh, to Treasury at the moment. <laughs> uh, super cool. I think so, yeah. <laughs> uh, so we have a conversation on a separate podcast about that another time. Uh, awesome. <laughs> Sloan, uh, thank you so much for your time today. Um, any final thoughts or insights you'd like to share on the topics we've discussed or, or anything else people should know about uh, AI, FB&A, Treasury, the combination between the two, or just about data rooms that you'd like to share? I'm going to say that I, I think that the most important thing that anybody should walk away with today, um, if you haven't explored AI, start playing with it, start getting comfortable with it. Um, 
the, the truth of it is, it, it, and I've, I've mentioned this on you know, some other conversations that I've had, think of it in the way that you think of Excel. There was a, there was a treasury, there was a finance before Excel, and there was after Excel. AI is going to be similar. It's going to take, you know, a while for it to start getting introduced, but it provides a tremendous utility and companies are going to take advantage of it. Upskill yourself, get comfortable with it, um, know its limitations, know when, when you can use it and when you shouldn't use it, right? Um, that's my biggest, honestly, it's, that's the one thing if anybody walks away with today, I think that's what they should walk with. Start learning, start feeling comfortable with it. The world is going to change, although I think not as drastically as, as some folks have, you know, foretold, at least, at least in the current world. Um, but lots of things are going to change and the way that you do things, the way that you approach things are going to start to shift. So get comfortable with it. Um, it's not that scary. It's super interesting. It's going to enhance your life if you use it properly. It's one thing. Amazing. Sloan, thank you so much for coming on the show. If people would like to know more about you, Data Rails, what you guys do, where should they go? Uh, you can always reach us on our website, datarails.com. Um, reach out on LinkedIn. I'm uh, more than happy to chat with folks. Um, and thank you so much for having me. This was a lot of fun. Pleasure. Thanks a lot, Sloan. We'll put all the links in the description. Thank you so much for coming on the show.